me 
Father, we do all, all to you. We're so thankful for the sacrifice that you have done on that cross. We were just praying earlier that there is not even enough words in our language or any language to express our thankfulness and our gratitude for what you have done on this day, God. What a gift that you've given us. It's because of what you did on that cross, God, that we have hope. We have hope in you, God, and we thank you so much for that. It's in your name we pray. Amen. It's good to be with you today. Thank you for being here. For nearly three years, Jesus had been there. He walked the streets of their towns, he taught in their synagogues, he argued with their teachings, he challenged their traditions, he confronted their hypocrisy. And the people, their people, loved Jesus for all that. Jesus taught as one with authority, the people said. And the miracles, the lame walking, blind receiving their sight, even dead people being raised back to life. They, the learned ones, knew that he had discovered some dark demonic magic, but the people, their people said, no one can do this kind of stuff unless God's with him. And his message, I'm God's Messiah, bringing God's kingdom to you. Three years ago, they'd laughed him off because nobody was gonna believe this. But the people, their people, they did believe him. And at first, it was just a few, nothing to worry about. But You know, and people were curious. They kept coming, and so they denounced him. For three years, they'd been denouncing Jesus, teaching against him, arguing with his message, criticizing his methods. The people their people weren't listening to them, they were listening to him. And people were wondering if, and some of them were even starting to believe that maybe he was the one. He was God's Messiah, he was God's king. And all of this had gotten out of hand. They were losing control, the people. And if they didn't put an end to this rebellion, the Roman occupiers would because Roman government did not tolerate rebellion, and if the Roman governors sent in Roman soldiers, they and their people would pay a heavy, heavy price. So the Apostle John, in his gospel, writes this. The chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. Smoky, dark back room. What are we accomplishing, they asked. Here's this man performing many signs, and if we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. Then the Romans will come and they will take away both our temple and our nation. Then one of them named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all, he said. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. With this statement, Caiaphas, the, the high priest, the anointed leader of God's chosen people, blinded by pride, by greed, by fear, and by the forces of darkness, 
He issued the death warrant for Jesus, God's son, God's Messiah, king of God's coming kingdom. If he doesn't die, Caiaphas said, we're all gonna die. It's better that way. And with this statement, Caiaphas, high priest, the anointed leader of God's chosen people and human voice for God most high spoke the very words of God. It's better that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. So John tells us, Caiaphas did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation and not only for that nation, but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together and make them one. So we sit here today under those words grieving because the wages of our sin is death. And we sit here today under those words grateful, so, so grateful because God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Good Friday, as you know, is it's about the death of Jesus, God's son, God's Messiah, the king of God's kingdom, hung on a cross by Romans at the urging of his own people, the people of God, who thought they were quenching a rebellion and regaining power and instead crucified the one who came to set us free. So I've been preparing for our time together today, this Good Friday celebration. I keep returning to these words that Caiaphas said that Jesus would not only die for the Jewish nation, but also for the scattered children of God to bring them together and to make them one. I don't know if you remember the feeling of being distant from God. Somehow you were, you were apart from him, that there was, that you were, you were scattered. Prophet Isaiah tells us that um, we were all like sheep, we were scattered like sheep that had just decided to go our own way. We had chosen our own way and we, we ran from our shepherd. We, we are the scattered children of God. And instead of leaving us scattered, because we chose, we chose scattered. We, we weren't forced into scattered. We weren't, we weren't made to go that way. We chose to be scattered. And instead of leaving us scattered, what, what our heavenly father did for us is he sent his son, his Messiah, king of his kingdom, he sent his son to come and to, to die so that you and I could be brought back. Scattered children of God being brought back and so that John's words, he says, to bring them together and to make them one. And he's really kind of ambiguous about what's going on there of bringing who together and making who one 
And he's talking about two things. He's talking about the scattered children of God being brought back to their God, to their Father, being brought back to him and being made one with him and about we as the scattered children of God being brought back not just one-on-one with our Father, but being brought back together and made one. And so we sit here under this statement that it's better that one die than that all die, incredibly grateful because we've been brought back and made one. The death of Jesus was the only way. There's no other way for God's plan, God's purpose, God's desire for for you, for me, as his scattered children to be brought back to him. There's no other way for that to happen. The wages of sin is death. And that's why we're here today. That's why we are remembering a crucifixion an execution because the wages of sin is death. And it really is better, we sit here today, it really is better that one died for all than that all would die. Because Jesus was willing to enter into death for you and for me because he was willing to enter into death. You and I don't have to pay the penalty for our sin. We're set free. We're set free from the penalty of sin. We're set free from the power of sin. And we are brought back from that kingdom of sin and darkness. We are brought back from that kingdom into this kingdom of light, the kingdom of life, the kingdom of Jesus. As the scattered children of God, we've been brought back to him. We've been brought back together and we have been made one took the death of Jesus to accomplish that. And so we sit here in a tender moment like this, aware of our sinfulness, but hopefully aware of our forgiveness. Because Good Friday is not just about sin and death, it's about what that sin and death purchased for us. It purchased forgiveness. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far God's willing to remove your sin, my sin from us. It's purchased redemption. When we scattered, we sold ourselves into slavery, to sin, and in this death of Jesus, his blood bought us back from what we had sold ourselves into, bought us back into, into relationship with him and into his family. Atonement, covering for you and for me that that we have been forgiven, we have been set free, we are covered by the blood, the death, the burial, the blood of Jesus, we've been covered by him so that when God looks at us, he doesn't see us in our sinfulness, he sees sees the blood of Jesus and the scripture says, though your sins were like scarlet, they could be like wool. And so we sit here today in agreement that it is better that one die for the many 
than that the many die. I'm grateful that Jesus died for us so that we do not have to die, but we get to live. So to mark this moment, to, to honor the Lord who gave himself for us to, as an act of worship to our Father who has, through the death of Jesus, brought us back, we're gonna, we're gonna observe communion together. And so if you'll take your communion cup and if you just take the, that top layer of the cellophane off and, and get the bread. Just hold it there in your hand. So the sacrifice that Jesus made so many years ago, it's, this isn't just a story, this isn't a myth, this isn't a fable. This is this happened. And it happened because we needed to be brought back. We needed a way back. And so we have this bread as a, as a real thing, a real reminder, a tangible, a tangible statement that The cross happened and it happened for me. It happened for you. So if you will just hold this bread in your hand and listen to, reflect the words of this song Sarah and Jason are gonna sing for us. And then when they finish singing, we'll, we'll take the bread together.
We take this bread, this is a tangible demonstration of faith. This is a faith moment. Jesus gave us this ceremony right before he went to the cross. And he, he was at dinner with his followers and he took a piece of bread and he broke it broke it, he tore it apart. And he told his followers, this bread is my body which is broken, which is torn apart for you. Because it's better that, that one would die for all than that all would have to die. And we sit here today as formerly scattered children of God who have been brought back to him and united to him. The body, Jesus, that was broken for me, for you. So in eating this bread, you are saying to the Lord, you did this for me. I believe that you did this for me. 
if that's your heart, if that's your mind, if that's your faith statement today, can we eat this bread together? Will you take the bread with me? So the bread is Jesus' body broken for us. The cup, which we'll partake of in a minute, the cup, he said was his blood. The wages of sin is death. The Bible tells us The life of the flesh is in the blood. The Bible tells us. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness. There's no forgiveness for sin. Without the shedding of blood, scattered children of God remain scattered. Without the shedding of blood, those who are far away stay far away. Without the shedding of blood, those who are stained by sin, who are enslaved to it, who are going their own way and walking a path that leads to death without the shedding of blood, they walk the path to death. shedding of blood, there's forgiveness of sin. Shedding of blood, there's a price, redemption of price, a redemption price that's paid. The Bible says you were redeemed. You were redeemed from your former way of life the empty way of life handed down to you by Adam and Eve and every father and mother in between. You were redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. And it's so much better that one would die for us than that we would have to die. So Jason and Sarah are gonna sing for us again and after this song, we'll take the cup together.
you'll take your cup. Open it. There's a there's a song from heaven that's recorded in Revelation. John wrote it down for us. He he got to see it and hear it being sung. It's a song to Jesus. It says, You are you're worthy to receive worship, to receive sacrifice, to receive honor receive praise and blessing because you were slain and with your blood you purchased people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. People for God. With your blood you purchased the scattered children, Father, and brought them back so that they could be one with him and one together. Drinking this cup is a faith statement. When Jesus gave us this ceremony, he, he had a cup and he told that first group of followers, he said, this cup is my blood, which is, poured out, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. So in drinking this cup, you're saying to the Lord and to those of us who are participating together, he forgives my sins. He forgives me. I'm receiving that. So let's drink this cup together. Can I pray for us? Would you guys bow your head and close your eyes with me? Lord Jesus, we don't really like how it got said and all the mess that went, was going on behind the scenes, but boy, those words, it's better that one should die for us than that we should all die. And you were the only one. You're the only one who is qualified. You're the only one whose blood can pay for our sins. So it wasn't paying for yours, it was paying for ours. So we, we sit here really, really grateful that you would give yourself, that you would enter into death, that you would die so that we could live. And as scattered children of God who have been 
brought back and united with him, with each other. We just, we're just declaring in these moments that that's all because of you and so we honor you. You're worthy of honor and glory and praise, blessing. Because you were slain and with your blood you purchased us. You purchased us, you brought us back. And we get to live as children of God. So we celebrate you and we thank you in Jesus, we pray in your name.
all. What a gift that is. What a sacrifice that is. And it is not because we deserve it. It is not because we can earn it or ever earn it, but it is because of his great love for each of us. I'm gonna invite the ushers to come down to dismiss you. But while they're dismissing you, I just ask that you stay quiet and just reflect on what Christ has done on the cross for each of us. I hope you all have a great evening.